Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Rangers, a New York Rangers podcast presented by Blue York on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, and we've got a great show for you today with ESPN NHL reporter Emily Kaplan talking about all the free agency chaos, a little free agency recap, talk about the Rangers signings, and talk about everything else going on in the NHL. So we got that, we got a lot more, so let's get into it. A lot of Ranger fans might be a little disappointed with what's gone on in free agency. I know everyone's a little upset we got rid of Pavel Buchnevich. But the one thing that the Rangers were kind of focused on, I feel like, this offseason was adding toughness. And we've done that with Patrick Nemeth and Jared Tenorti on the back end. Um, I do love the two-year extension for Philip Hedl. I think Hedl has a lot of promise. I know fans are you know, a little indifferent about the loss of Brett Howden. I was a fan of Howden. I liked his 200-foot game, but you know, I, I know a lot of Ranger fans thought that he was a bit overrated or you know, maybe not as useful as some of these other guys. But I'm super excited that we got Barclay Goodrow. I think he's a guy that we actually really needed. He reminds me of Ryan Callahan back in the day when, when Callahan was the captain for the Rangers, blocking shots getting in the dirty areas, getting to the net, and, and scoring greasy goals. So I do think Barkley Goodrow is a great signing. I'm very happy about that. The Rangers also signed Greg McKegg to an extension, and they signed Dryden Hunt. I don't know much about Hunt. Um, McKegg has been fine. He's a good fourth-line guy, good guy to have in the lineup. They've definitely done their job by going out and getting toughness, but I do still think we need more skill. I, I don't know if – I really don't know if this is a better team than we had last year right now. I mean, we're going to have to wait till opening night, obviously, but I still think – there's so much more that we need if we really want to be able to contend for a Stanley Cup. Um, oh, I forgot to mention that we got Sammy Blay in that Pavel Buchnevich trade. Sammy Blay, Stanley Cup champion, great player. I think he's a great addition to the lineup also. Like I said, they've done a great job getting toughness. Uh, my cousin actually dropped a funny line the other day. He called me and said, if the Rangers wanted to beat up Tom Wilson this offseason, that's what they got. They, they got some guys that can now beat up Tom Wilson, but I don't know how well we're going to do in the season if that's our only focus. I thought that was pretty funny and very accurate to what we've done so far this offseason. Um, I do think there's still a couple moves that should be made and will be made. Um, I don't want to talk too much because I do want to save it for Emily Kaplan, which is an amazing interview. I think you guys will really enjoy it. Emily's awesome, and she's done a great job dropping news or cap bombs, as they've been calling them on Twitter. Uh, with the free agency signings and all the trades that have been happening. But before we get into the interview, I do want to talk about our sponsor, Blue York. For those of you who still don't know, Blue York is a fan-made brand that makes custom designs, content, and apparel for the blue shirts. They make their own logo incorporating the Rangers colors and are really cool. So check them out at imbleyork.com or on social media at imbleyork on Instagram and Twitter. And use code Johnny to get 15% off on their website, imbleyork.com. I-A-M-B-L-U-E-Y-O-R-K.com. That's code Johnny, all caps, J-O-N-N-Y, to get 15% off of their website with their incredible merch with the season coming up. You definitely want to be decked out in the Blue York merchandise. That's about all I've got for the intro to this episode. I really hope you guys enjoy this interview with Emily Kaplan. Very excited to be joined by my good friend, the ESPN NHL reporter, Emily Kaplan. Emily, how's it going? I'm doing great, Johnny. How are you? 
I am good, but for starters, I got to ask you, what is your average screen time for the last like two weeks on your phone? Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. It literally, <laughs> this is especially embarrassing because I got the notification on Sunday, one of those that like your screen time up like 38%. Uh-huh. Um, I think it was at like eight or nine. Eight or nine hours? Yeah. Oh, that's so nothing. Bad. I thought it'd be like 15. Really? Yeah, eight or well, nine is like my daily screen time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it'd be like like literally 15 to 18 hours. Oh no. Okay. And I feel really good about myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's just really the issue good. though. I'm on my computer all the time and I text on my computer. Okay. So you cheated your way out. That's fair. A thousand percent. Go to Instagram fair. on my computer. It's like all the things that I should be doing on uh, my phone. Well, I was actually super curious too. Cause like, obviously, you know, everyone has like a Slack channel now with their company and, and on like free agency days, they're like an ESPN insider Slack that you guys are just like, like you, Kevin Weeks and Greg Wachinski, you're just typing like, Hey, I heard this. And, you know, I love to think that, um, I was texting weeks the other day, but we're old school. We're texting SMS, SMS um, actually he's a big call guy too. Like I'm on the phone uh, with people a lot, but yeah, one day we should get on Slack or be like the cool kids actually be on my phone. Yeah, you can send gifts and everything too. It's super fun, Slack. I love Slack. Oh, you yeah, avatar. Yeah, and then you can give the little like pin. Um, if you like, did a little face of Johnny, you can mm. like react to it, like make your own emoji. Yeah, that'd be that'd be nice for ESPN. Um, yeah, we but, do it. I have like a wish one. But but that brings you to the, to the next point. I mean, we've seen a lot of chaos like over the years with like the NBA and free agency day. But do you think there was more chaos this year just because of the league or because also that? ESPN was reporting it as opposed mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there was a lot of people reporting it, but I was watching the ESPN, uh, what, uh, ESPN plus video the entire day. Yeah. Well, so that was actually the TSN feed, which is, mm-hmm. it was cool because we and I got to go on it and it was kind of like a little cross promotion because ESPN actually owns like 30% of TSN were brothers and sisters. Um, but it was a crazy week just in general. Um, I mean, honestly, this month has been crazy, right? Like Stanley mm-hmm. cup final buyout window, entry draft, expansion draft free agency. I honestly was worried about guys not getting paid because everyone was making such a big deal about this flat salary cap, yada, yada, yada. I was like, oh, contracts are going to be small. But like, no, people were partying like it's 2019, like a lot Mm -hmm. of money was thrown out. So it was pretty exciting. Did you have like a game day routine for Wednesday or? Mm, good question honestly it was like yeah like my first big free agency he has been at the rights for like trying to show that we can do things i was sitting right here um i was actually appearing on tsn like every once in a while um they would call me i only think i had like three hits during the day phone right there obviously it was on my computer more that's when my screen time was down uh-huh. and um yeah it's pretty much it well you did break the news about the tyler johnson trade right it did that was the night before it was kind of crazy oh, i was actually yeah, I was out with friends at dinner when I started getting some texts about it. So I was the most obnoxious and was like, I've got to go on it right now. Uh-huh. And I, I saw people on Twitter call it the uh, the cap boom. Like a Woj bomb. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you got I, your own I, little thing now. Yeah, Woj is actually, he's incredible. He's been mentoring me a bit and showing me some tricks of the trade. So um, I'm definitely not at his level or anywhere close. But mm-hmm. I feel like he'd be proud if people made a nickname after me. Yeah, no, I, th- I thought it was actually really clever and, and kind of witty, but... What is, I need to know, like, as, you know, an insider or a reporter, I guess, uh, what is the feeling like of, you know, dropping big news like that? I mean, your phone obviously must be blowing up too, like. Yeah, no, it's honestly, it's pretty nerve wracking. Like the mm-hmm. Marc-Andre Fleury to Chicago one, I was sitting on that for like two hours. The person who was giving me the information was like, you can't put it out yet. The trade call hasn't happened. You can't put it out yet. And I just like knew Elliot Friedman or Pierre Lebrun or one of those guys was going to have it. And so like, I was just like walking around my kitchen, super nervous. Uh-huh. One thing I hate about Twitter too, and I, I need to ask you this question also, like 
it's so annoying that they don't have an edit button. So have you yeah. ever, have you had the moment where you like tweet something like, oh, fuck, I had a typo and like delete it. And, and you're then... setting me up here for, yeah. And that one <laughs> was really embarrassing because, so I had the Marc-Andre Fleury trade and then um, the person who I got it from was like, there's actually a minor league player involved. Uh -huh. Find out his name. It's Mikhail. He's a Finnish guy. And I think I put both spellings of Mikhail as I went to go like search, which one was correct. It was like M-I-K-K-A-E-L. Mm -hmm. Anyway, as I tweeted it, it was Mikhail Mikhail. Um, I put both That's of them in name? there. No, it's not his name. Oh, I, I was going to say. I did twice and the tweet went out and like had a couple hundred retweets by that point. I was just like, I just got to let it ride. You did? You let it ride? I let it ride. And then I did like an oops, LOL. LOL uh, is my go-to. Yeah. Uh, typing too fast. Sorry. You always got to own it though, because everyone's just going to come at you. And hundred percent. I also felt really bad for this kid because everyone was saying Mark Andre Fleury got traded for nothing yeah. and it wasn't nothing. Like it's a human being, uh, <laughs> but I got his name wrong. So I made him feel kind of like nothing. So yeah. I'm sorry. Michael. Well, two years ago or, or three years ago, whenever the trade was, I think Dougie Hamilton, Noah Hannafin, people were saying that Fox was nothing. So you never well, know with this kid. Nice. You never know, except the Blackhawks do have him still playing in the organization because, um, yeah, the Vegas Golden Knights are like, we don't even have room for him. Do they not have an AHL? No, they have an AHL team. They right do. Now. They just like, I can't explain it. I think they just like didn't have a spot for the team for him right now. They're like, why doesn't he just stay in Chicago and play with Rockford? Or I think he's even in the ECHL. I should know more about him again. He's a human being. <laughs> totally fine. We'll, we'll have him on here maybe and, and make up for it. But, I like uh, that. I can yeah. speak some Finnish. Kitos. Moi moi. Why do you know Finnish? And you learn how to say hi and thank you in every language that guys speak in the NHL. It's like this very little piece that goes a long way. Guys well, really you shouldn't have said that because now you're going to have to do it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Putting me on the spot. Well, how many even countries are represented? Like 26 in the NHL? Yeah, but like the main languages, Finnish, Swedish, Russian, mm -hmm. uh, French, always French. I took you Russian did. in high school. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I guess I couldn't That's handle Spanish. Um, have you ever been? No, I've never been to Russia, nor do I intend on going ever. <laughs> you went thousand. Okay. Right before the pandemic, I went to Moscow in like January, 2020. Mm -hmm. Honestly, one of the sickest trips I've ever been on. It's really? such a cool city. Oh my God. What do they, um, what do they have? That's like cool. <laughs> it's one of those things where like, I joke about Chicago that um, the lakefront is beautiful. Everything is gorgeous, mm -hmm. but like our schools and they don't give any money to our police departments or any of the right programs. Anyway. So in Russia, Putin puts all of his money into Moscow to be beautiful in Russia and everything else is kind of shit. So Moscow is <laughs> gorgeous. It's like they do all these lights and all these buildings. Everyone dresses up. The restaurants are so good. The bars are so classy. Um, everything's really cheap too. So you kind of can ball out. How's the food though? I wasn't a big fan so, of Russian food. That was the one thing that like you would assume it's bad. Um, the friend who I have who's living there, she's a foodie. So she obviously took me to some good spots, but like, mm -hmm. and like the produce was good. It was unbelievable. Like huh. mushrooms, tomatoes. I was very impressed. I'm actually going to Italy tomorrow, but maybe we'll take a pit stop in Russia. That's a flex. <laughs> yeah, I had to flex that one. Sorry. <laughs> it's, my, it's my first trip to Europe pretty much. But like that's not for hockey. I went to Belfast, Ireland. That's the only place I've ever been in Europe for my freshman year friendship for. That's incredible. Okay. Yeah. Italy is amazing. Eat all the pasta. It's really what you have to do. Yeah. I've been dieting this week so I can kind of carbo load for the next nine days. As you do, Johnny. Yeah. Tip. yeah but you know, I'm going to come back and my mom's going to call me fat for like two weeks. So I'll have to, you know, figure it out. But um, I want to get back into, into free agency just for a sec. Which team like or which move surprised you the most? Because there was so many rumblings and like, you know, the Dougie Hamilton drama. Like, did he sign with the Devils? Did he not sign with the Devils? Was that the biggest surprise or was there something else that kind of stands out? 
you know, like I had heard Jersey was trying to make a splash. Um, mm-hmm. They gave Tom Fitzgerald, their GM, all of the power to do it. So like, I wasn't really surprised by Dougie once we knew that he wasn't going to resign in Carolina. The one that really surprised me, to be honest, was Philip Grubauer. Like, mm-hmm. I just assumed that he was going to be able to figure it out in Colorado, but I knew there was a chance he would go, but I didn't know it would be to the Kraken. Like they already had their goaltending set. I kind of feel bad for Chris Dreger because he signed a deal there thinking he'd be the 1A. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one surprised me a bit. The Kraken social media has been awesome too, with all the gifts of like people walking in and walking out, like thanks for the week, you know, okay. so, so funny. I have no idea what they're doing, but their social media is on point. Yeah, it really is. Devil, the devils too. The devils are the best social media in like all professional sports in my mind. They have some really good snarky ones. They had some good ones for New Jersey day, which I appreciated. Yeah. Uh, I, I shit on Jersey on New Jersey day, but yeah. thank you. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, and I guess I do want to go, I know there's a lot of goalie drama, a guy that I have to talk about on here. Cause he's like my New York Ranger hero forever. But Henrik Lundqvist, is there like any talks about, I don't know if you can break news on here, but is there any rumblings like about him making a return? Cause I've been saying for such a long time, like he, the Rangers should do right by him and give him like the send off that he deserves. You know, like it's such a shame that he wasn't able to have like that Derek Jeter moment, you know, in the garden. hundred percent. And like, he's the type of class athlete that would get such a good reception everywhere he went if they did a farewell tour for him. Mm -hmm. Um, I have no news to break. I do know though, like just in speaking to people around him that he wants to play again. And Mm -hmm. I think he's training now as if he can start to play again, he's just waiting for clearance from doctors. And I think this heart condition sounded really scary, to be honest. Like it's something that he got fixed and he's got good doctors, but like, he's just got a monitor. So once he gets the okay from doctors, I would 0% shock to see him on an NHL team. Just don't know when that's going to be. Yeah. I saw, I think a couple months ago that he started skating again, which was a great sign. Um, yeah, no, he's, yeah, I think he's making some progress, so we shall see. But honestly, also like, I I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. And if the Rangers like didn't get rid of him and he wasn't tested by a new team, like who knows if they would have even found that out. It's scary to think about, right? Yeah. It happens to so many athletes. I feel like too, that like get traded and then they have to go through the protocol and like something's wrong and they wouldn't have known. It's really scary actually. Yeah, no, it is. Um, another Ranger or former Ranger. I want to ask you about too. That's been getting a lot of buzz and Twitter and all that stuff, you know, with a, a friend of mine, Sarah Sivian, but Tony D'Angelo, do you have like high expectations, low expectations for him next season? I mean, he is a good player. Like I, I liked watching him on the Rangers last year or two years ago. Yeah, I think that's like, I don't know him personally. And I've heard a lot of stories about him, but like, I can't vouch for them. Like you hear stories about guys, you never know what checks out. As a player, he was one of the best offensive defensemen in the league when he was playing with the Rangers last. Like he was really, really on the way up and ascending. And like, I felt like people were like, oh, this is going to be a guy on Norris trophy ballots Mm a couple of years from now. Um, So it's interesting too, that the Carolina Hurricanes were the team that picked them up because besides the New York Islanders, I feel like they're the team with the biggest team identity in the league like it's all stems from Rod Grindamore all those guys just like follow his lead his structure his way of doing things so I almost feel like the Canes are like just put him in our locker room the vets will take care of him and like let's just let him do his thing on the ice I expect really big things from him at the same time like he's not Dougie Hamilton and I don't yeah. think he's gonna replace him I'm excited for his first uh what do they call it the, the storm oh surge? surge yes he's got to lead the first one one thousand percent I mean, they call themselves the bunch of jerks and he seems to be a jerk. Like from what, I mean, I don't know him personally either, but if there's a, you know, a team that's called a bunch of jerks, he's apparently the biggest jerk out there. So it's so sense. true. And I also think there's something with that team too, where like everyone kind of has their chip on their shoulder, like uh-huh. just a smaller market team, not always getting the love from people. So I feel like he does fit into their identity a bit and yeah, maybe just a bit of a jerk. 
Yeah, no, I I think he, he's gonna like completely turn around his like identity, and and, and people are gonna love him down there. I mean, just yeah. from like what I've seen, I obviously, like I said, I don't know him personally, but he pretty much guaranteed in his press conference, he's like the fans are gonna love me. Yeah, I saw that. That was I I love that. That was awesome. I like that bravado, and that's the kind of stuff that I feel like happens all the time in the NBA, and we love it, and we talk about it, we like make quote cards on Bleacher Report, and we just like don't see hockey players talk like that. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because. I think that we're starting to see the NHL players, you know, kind of manipulate their way out of cities onto new teams, similar to what the NBA does. Like Russell Westbrook just got himself to the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm -hmm. Do you think hockey culture is starting to do that? Do you think it's bad for the NHL that players like can get themselves out of a team, out of a system, or do you think it's great for the league and great for the players? I think it's good for the league. I really do. I think mm -hmm. the player empowerment movement is something I never thought I'd saw see in the NHL. And like, I remember last year with Taylor Hall, everyone was kind of talking about it with him because he almost willed his way to get to the Bruins. Like that was the team he wanted to go to. Um, and I said, do you think that there is like this movement coming behind you? And he's like, I just don't think that hockey players DNA is like that. But then you see this year and there's a couple more examples and I'm wondering if it is something. And, you know, I was in Columbus on draft night and mm -hmm. talking to Yarmo Kikulainen and John Davidson right after Seth Jones got traded. And that's exactly what JD told me. He was like, this is something we have seen in so many other sports. Seth Jones has every right in the world to not want to resign here. Um, he just chose not to. And like, we have to respect that. And it's something that younger athletes are going to do. So I think that Taylor Hall might've been the trailblazer and he just doesn't know it. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I actually watched that interview that you put up with John Davidson also. And it's pre it's pretty crazy to see all the brothers that are like now teaming up. You have the McCarr brothers that are both drafted. Well, Kale's on the Avalanche and Taylor got drafted there and the Hughes brothers now in Jersey and then the Jones brothers in Chicago. It's really cool. And the Doc brothers in Chicago. Kirby's little brother oh, got drafted that. here. Yeah. That. That's so cool. I, I actually was, uh, I can't, I, I was, I'm going to flex again. Okay. Yeah, just <laughs> I've already done two. I've already done two. I saw the Hughes brothers, Quinn and Jack at a bar like four months ago in New York. Mm -hmm. And they were both telling me that they love New York city. And I was like, well, you guys should all be on the Rangers in like the future. And they didn't say no. So there you have it. This is I'm giving right you the scoop. Yeah. I'm giving no, you the thank scoop. You, thank you. You got yeah. the scoop. Honestly, I love those kids. And I got to know Luke a little bit. I talked to him on the phone in the draft process and he's so self-assured. Like he's a really confident kid. I think he might be the best out of the three of them. He's really? also like a fantasy football freak. I kind of want him to draft my team. Is he? Yeah. Oh yeah. Really into it. No way. That's so funny. I didn't know that. Well, I don't know why I wouldn't know that, but yeah, I know. You know about 19 year olds habits. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I should have assumed maybe, but no, definitely not something I should know, but which free agent or player that was traded in the past, like two, three days, do you think is going to have the biggest impact on their new team next year? Mm, that's a tough call. Trades, trades, trades. Or signings. Yeah, no, there, I mean, there's like been so much that's happened. It's like almost hard to digest it all. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about the Seattle signings, honestly. Like, I think that Jaden Schwartz, no one's making a big enough deal about this. He's a very good offensive player. And I'm curious about Grubauer because he was a Vezina finalist last year and their defense in front of him is really good and really structured. So like, I wonder if those two guys can help the guys that are already there. Like they have some really good players like Jordan Eberle. Again, their blue line's really good. Like mm -hmm. those are the ones that I think is sneaky because it feels like everyone is just shitting on Ron Francis saying like, what is he doing? But he's had time to think about this. I think he knows what he's doing. Well, that's what I was. I was talking to uh, Adam Kilman on the mm -hmm. last episode and we were saying like how how Vegas you can't compare every expansion team to Vegas like 
Some mm-hmm. teams want to build for the future and some teams want to build for now. Like Vegas clearly, you know, they built for now, but they didn't think they would be that good right away. Like, and Seattle right. can come out and surprise, but they were clearly building for three or five years down the road, you know? Totally. And like, I think people forget though, Vegas, their first year was like, we'll make the playoffs in three and we'll win in five. Like they didn't expect to be good right away. Yeah. Then when they saw what they had, they're like, let's go. Yeah, no, it's been awesome to watch. And I think Seattle could surprise. Who, who knows? And I actually, I That's love their jerseys. So weak. Oh, their jerseys are sick and their color so sick. And the Pacific Division's like not that good. Who's in that division? I should know this. It's all the California <laughs> teams. No, you're good. Uh, um, the Oilers are in it. Um, yeah. Is uh, it going back to normal next season? Vegas, yeah. It and is. Arizona, the only change is that Arizona then becomes the central division. Gotcha. Okay. And is Nashville staying in the East? No, they're in the central. They are. Because I yeah. remember in it's so the it's last weird. year has messed with all of our brains. Yeah, no, it's and you know I play NHL 21 every now and then, and that just you know they, they didn't update the game. So, flex. Yeah, that's not a flex. That's like a the opposite. That's like makes me a loser. I'm 25. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So now I'm back to even, or maybe I'm minus one with the flexes, but uh, you know I'll, I'll I'll take it, I guess. Um, another another interesting thing that I want to talk about too. Uh, last week, I think it was last week, Luke Prokop, you know, announced that he was gay, and my. Uh, friend Eric Hornick, who's a statistician for the Islanders, I went to high school with his son, one of my really good friends, tweeted out that, like, you know, a year ago, this is not an interview you would have seen on ESPN. It's just, it's just the way it is. And for you, like, that's a powerful moment. Like, not only for you personally, but for hockey culture in general. Like, how how cool is it for you to report that and interview him right after it happened? It was really cool. And, like, getting to know him a bit, just, like, such a sweet kid, but also just so brave. Like, think about it like this in the 104 year history of the NHL, no active player has ever come out or no retired player even has ever come out. And for a kid who's like 19, trying to make it in the league, doing this and putting himself out there in that way. It's just, it's not even just coming out as gay. It's just like putting yourself out there. It's like, I hate to say it, but like a distraction or just making a story about yourself because that's so against hockey players DNA. Um, It's just incredible. And he's like the best way I can be and the most successful, you know, I can be, I need to live openly and authentically. So I thought it was incredible bravery that he was doing. I thought it was such a big moment for the league. And it was just like an honor to get to chat with him and being able to be one of the first people to put his base out there um, and introduce him to America. So that was really cool. He's honestly like such a sweet guy. And I want, I wish the best for him. And I I think the outpouring of support that he got was just so encouraging. Um, And I think he really feels supported. Yeah, no, I mean, I was refreshing Twitter that, I mean, I refresh Twitter every 10 minutes as it is, but. No wonder your screen time is how high. Yeah, yeah, I'm on, I'm, well, I got my work computer to my left and Twitter on my right on my personal computer fair, at fair. work, but uh, I hope no one from work listens to this, but um, <laughs> no, nah, it was, it was awesome. And I, I really think like, I mean, we saw Carl Nassib in the NFL, like it's only going to be more and more guys that are, you know, getting comfortable, I think, because obviously like the world's changed and there are, you know, people that are gay that, that, that don't have the ability to share and, and, you know, it's great what, what Luke was able to do for not only hockey players, athletes in general, but just, just people in general too, because so many eyes are on hockey players and I think it'll only make more people comfortable, you know? It's so true. And like, I think it's just such a vulnerable thing to like want to get into a profession and say, like, be so open about who you are. But he Mm -hmm. felt last year, like he wasn't his best self on the ice because this was weighing on him and he was really distressed by all of the, things that are happening when you're closeted and he's like the only way I can have success is to be open and like if you just think about it it's such a good lesson for all of us mm-hmm. like best way we can be successful is just to be ourselves 
Yeah, and and speaking of that, is ESPN? I, mean, I don't know if you know you know this yet or anything, but are there any plans to do like player features like on ESPN and and that co- like what are they called? The not E60s? Is that what they're called? Yeah, E60s, E60s are kind of like our big uh, uh-huh. storytelling things. But the cool thing is we're gonna have a studio show that's weekly, mm-hmm. um, kind of like the jump is for the NBA. Um, cool. And because it's weekly and not daily, it's going to be more magazine style. And so we're going to have like big sit down interviews, features on what guys are like off the ice, um, some more like hard hitting segments, some really, really fun segments. It won't just be highlights. Um, it'll mm-hmm. be analysis because we have so many analysts that we hired. So I'm really pumped for that. And I think that's going to be really good for the hockey fan. Who's uh, the cast for that? Um, I think it's going to be a rotating cast, honestly. Like, I'm not uh-huh. positive who's going to host yet, but, like, I'd imagine Bucci's involved. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine that Levy's involved, Linda, um, and then just, like, literally all of the people that we've hired. Like, it's a pretty yeah. good roster. I think they'll all have some part in it. No, that's so fun. I mean, the roster is insane. And I'm actually excited to see Mark Messier, like, do the, you know, analyst things. I, I haven't I haven't seen, any, like, anything from Messier in the last, like, 10 years i feel like no neither have i and honestly it was sick the other day we had like our first big staff call and it was on zoom and it was just crazy like scrolling over everyone's name is like mark messier yeah um, john tortorello's ipad um, <laughs> brian callahan was there from rochester it was cool there's lots of rangers connections yeah i didn't even mention that you were a big rangers fan growing up like how cool was it for you to be around all these guys it's super cool um i, I it's something that has become normalized in this job at the same time like me and my high school field hockey teammate used to call each other Callie because we like loved Ryan Callahan. Uh-huh. Like I would never say that to his face and I hope he's not listening to this. He's uh, actually a loyal listener. Oh, great, great, great <laughs> to hear. We also call each other Shanny for Bra- Brendan Shanahan because we loved uh-huh. him as a ranger in his like one year stint. He was good though. Yeah, it was a yes, lot. in the shootout. Yes. He was money in the shootout with that quick wrister. Yes, yes, yes. Well, speaking of the Rangers also, Jack Eichel, anything? Maybe. Yeah, I honestly, they're working on it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I think this is just such a big deal for Kevin Adams, the Buffalo GM. Like this is a franchise defining deal and you don't want to fuck it up. Yeah. Um, sorry. I keep cursing. It's bad. No, but... I, I prefer it. <laughs> okay. Great. He does not want to fuck it up. And so he is just making sure he can get a really big return. The issue is now there was a bunch of teams that were in on Jack Eichel. And now that free agency has passed, like they're not interested anymore. Like the LA Kings were a team that were super interested. They get Philip Deneau. They don't really need him anymore. Um, so really the, uh, the Rangers are kind of one of the last teams standing. Um, and we'll see also with Chris Drury of how hard of a line he's going to drop. Like, no, I don't want to give up my top prospects or no, I don't want to give up this many draft picks. So I think there's a chance. I'm surprised with how like little moves they've made. I mean, I actually tweeted the other day like that this Rangers offseason feels like a Knicks offseason, like so much built up for nothing, you know? Yeah, no, I I think it's one of those things too where like Chris Drury, he's a really calculated guy and he's got a plan and he doesn't just want to come out like guns a blazing. He wants to make sure that like what he does, he doesn't fuck up either. I don't want to say biggest underdog, but what team next year do you think can surprise a lot of you know people around the league or just the NHL in general? I, I really like the Minnesota Wild. Um, mm-hmm. I love Kaprizov. I think nice. that he, yeah, like sick. It honestly reminds me of like Ovechkin in DC. Elias Patterson was like this to an extent in Vancouver where like one player comes and the entire like complexion of the franchise changes. And I love Ryan uh, Suter and Zach Parisi as players. 
I think they were getting older. I think they kind of owned the locker room personality wise and they want to like turn it over to the young kids. And I think Cam Talbot too could have a really sneaky good season. So that's a team and their defense too. Like they've got some really good young defensemen. Um, I'm pretty high in the Minnesota wild. I think they'd make the playoffs and they can make a little bit of a run. Yeah. I mean, they almost surprised Vegas this year. That would have been crazy. Mm-hmm. I, that feels like years ago. Were you, you were there, right? You were at that game. I, you know, I started covering Vegas the next series, so wow. I did not see that one. We went to seven. That was great. Yeah, it was sick. Are you going to be the first game in Seattle next year? I hope so. We have two opening night games on uh, ESPN. One is Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh, and the other is Seattle, Vegas. So yeah, hopefully get one of them. Well, what is your schedule going to be like? Are you traveling a lot next year on the road, or are you, like, in the studio most nights covering the games? No, um unclear so far like i'd like i think i'll be on the road for some games i think i'll be here in chicago for some just doing some stuff from home maybe going to bristol like we really it's crazy the season's going to come here before we know it but we're still kind of figuring things out at espn because of the covid stuff and work from home or just yeah no i think it's just like we're covering a whole new sport we had to hire a bunch of new people first they figured out all the front end facing talent and now they're figuring out the stuff behind the scenes and they'll put Mm -hmm. everyone together but like we have like a big rookie like mini camp in September, and Actually? that's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be in Chicago. Everyone's uh-huh. gonna be there, and um, we're gonna you know get our assignments, run through some drills, and be ready to go. Like an actual combine. I, I am really hoping so. They better film that. My laptop ready to like type. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. I would love to see like a, a a media combine. That'd be so funny. I feel like they've done spoofs of that around the NFL combine. Like I feel like I've seen some like parody videos. Yeah, but they should do it for real. Darren Ravel running the forty. I got, I got to have you guys skate a hot lap. <laughs> I would do it. Yeah. I mean, can you skate? Yes. You can, I don't know. Why, I don't know. Either. I don't know. Yeah. I said that very defensively. <laughs> yeah. I, I was oh, a figure skater growing up, um, but I always wanted to play. I was a field hockey player, um, mm-hmm. but I always put on hockey skates. Well, yeah, um, you said field hockey. Fast. Yes. So an- another thing too, like this just came to my head, obviously, but like with women's hockey, is that going to be featured on ESPN at all? Or, or is that a completely different entity? No, no, no. We're going to, we're getting there. Um, I think some PWHPA games, they have been on ESPN plus, like I'm hoping more and more. Um, we don't have the rights to any of their international packages yet, but like if they have, you know, some tournaments coming up, I heard there's a tournament actually, and this is going to be sick. I really want to go in Ireland. It's going to be a three nations cup between us, Russia and Finland in like November. So like, hopefully that's wow. something that like ESPN two could pick up in Belfast. I hope so. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't know if there's another rink in Ireland. That's the only rink. Yeah, that's what I was very curious about because I never hear about Irish hockey. Well, they had the Belfast Giants that's that play right, in the right. EIHL. That rink is sick. They like pack it. It's it's a great time. Cool. That, rink's, that rink's awesome. That'd be a really cool trip. Yeah, let's go. I'm manifesting it now. You could see the Game of Thrones castles and stuff. I don't know if you were a fan of that. Oh, I was a fan. You were? I watched like three seasons and I was like, you know what? I can't take it anymore. What? Yeah, I get shit on a lot for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a bad take. I you shouldn't have that anymore. That's nah, okay. Emily, thank you so much. Like always love having you on. And um, I hope you come on again in the future if you're not too busy, but can't wait for this season. And I'm obviously going to keep following you on Twitter and keep getting all the news. So hopefully you can text me when Jack Eichel comes to the Rangers and I will you're, be the first one to know. I was about to say, you're going to be my first text. I'm not even telling my editors. It's Johnny first, um, then put on Twitter. That's the um, order. And well, you owe me because if, if the Hughes brothers come to New York, you got it from me. Oh, 100%. But like people will go back and watch this episode and they'll mm-hmm. hear you say it. So they'll know who the scoop is. Perfect. I love it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Johnny. 
I want to thank my good friend Emily Kaplan once again for joining the show. For those of you who ever have any questions or any topics that you want me to ask a guest, please send an email to believeinrangers at gmail.com, B-L-E-A-V-I-N rangers at gmail.com, or just shoot me a DM on Instagram or Twitter. I'm very responsive, and I like asking fan questions. I want to be the voice of the Rangers fans. I am all about the Rangers fans. I am one of the biggest Ranger fans, and I know there's plenty of people out there that are way bigger Rangers fans than I am, so I would love for you guys to interact a little bit more, ask your questions, whatever it is you want. And, you know, I do my best to never miss a message, never ignore you. So I know a lot of people have so many questions and stuff, and I love that. That's what it's all about. So, you know, don't be afraid. Shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, whatever it is, and I'm more than happy to bring up your question to any guests that I have on this show. That is going to wrap it up for this episode. There won't be an episode next week. I'll be traveling on vacation, so hopefully I don't miss too much in the news. I will still be checking Twitter every now and then, but um, you know, if there's any big news, just tweet it at me and uh, let me know because I won't be on my phone 24-7. So. I definitely need to find out what's happening. Um, I love you guys. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you in two weeks. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic, but today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries, and with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.